Welcome to the League One Fun, everybody. This is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network, and it is sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Uh, we got a good show here today. It's our first show of interviews. We have two interviews. Uh, one is by Chris Ashley. He's uh, interviewing Jeremy Sampson of Lansing Ignite. He's the, the vice president of Lansing Ignite, and he will be on second, actually. Uh, but first, we have Jason Weintraub. He is uh, interviewing Coach David Below of the Richmond Kickers. Um, both great interviews. Lots of really interesting things, especially, you know, the kickers have an interesting situation in that he took over midseason, and um, they're not, it sounds like they're going to be a little different, so that's a good one to listen to. Um, hope you catch them both, but I uh, just wanted to kind of let you know what's coming, and uh, I'm going to play them both, and then I'll hit you up at the end. Enjoy. Jason Weintraub with League One Fun here, and today we have uh, the coach of the Richmond Kickers, David Below. First and foremost, happy belated birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah, did you... Uh, 24. 24. <laughs> don't look a day past it either. <laughs> did you get any more uh, plaid shirts, though, for your birthday? That's the important question. I, I didn't. I didn't, but uh, I'll have to go shopping. Uh, I, I get ripped on by my buddies about that shirt, so what are you going to do? I'm securing my, my, my masculine. Hey, so. hey, you, style is how you rock it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Now this is this is an exciting time. I'm I'm guessing for you, the fans, everybody, as you're coming into a new league. Um, you know, stepping in for Kyle Shaw, who was with the team for 19 seasons. How's that transition been, and what's the feeling coming into a new league? Uh, you know, last year was tough. Um, it was kind of short notice. Um, that you know, it was a pretty quick turnaround that I was offered the job and, and taken over straight away. Um, you know, last year we had our challenges. Um, the, the, the team wasn't my team. The players didn't quite suit kind of what I was trying to do, um, you know, playing style-wise. So that was always a challenge in learning, kind of dealing with kids versus pros. Um, you know, the team was struggling um, as it was. So that's that's another challenge. But, um, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And um, I think some of the mistakes I made – Last year, I've, I've learned from and kind of improved. And, um, with us moving over to League One now, we, we released everybody from their contracts, which I think was the fair thing to do to those players because they didn't know they were going to be moving leagues. And it also gave me the opportunity to build the squad from scratch. So, you know, every single player that we've signed right now, we've done a lot of work in getting to know who they are as, peop- as people, uh, but, but more so kind of how their game fits what I'm trying to do. And so everybody's been handpicked from the staff uh, to, to the entire playing staff. So it's been a really exciting offseason. I think this is the longest time that I have not coached. So I'm really eager to get back on the field next week and, and get ready for the season. And uh, not to put you on spot, I don't want you to give away your tactics, but um, the playing style, what you're saying, so now that you've had time, now that you're hand-selecting, players that fit your style that you want to play it's safe to say that this year we're going to see a different style from Richmond Kickers that we did in USL Championship um, I think it'll be it'll be somewhat similar to last year um, obviously learned some lessons and made some changes and I think the per- personnel helps um, getting them in you know that hand-picked you know playing staff um, but yeah my hope is is to be attacking and possession oriented and and, and fun, entertaining soccer. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. 
Okay, and you uh, you released a lot of players, but you did re-sign three, and two of them are defenders with uh, Troyer and Thompson. Are those kind of did you did you have a specific reason why you brought those back? Are you looking to build that defensive core while bringing in new guys? No, it was hard. I think, uh, and Matt Bulldog is another one. I you know I said to the whole group last year when when our owner came in and, and let them know that we're moving to League One. I want guys that want to be here, and, and that's true whether you know it's those three that were signed or anybody else. Um, I think there's this perception of League One is it's the third division, and it's not going to be as good as a championship. And I get the ambition of, of players; they want to play as a high level as they can and make as much money as they can. But but I also think there's more to a club than just what you can pay them. And, and who you're playing against and I think we've created an environment here with a new ownership group that's exciting and you know you know progressive and modern and, and exciting and I think they're buying into me and they're buying into the club and I want guys that want to be here um, and, and Matt, Scott and Braden from the start said yep I have no intention of leaving Richmond it's a great great place to live um, it's a really historical club that we play for um, and, and I think the vision and excitement that we're showing as owners and coaches is, you know we're going to try to bring us back to the glory of the past yeah and you you I think with League One what we're seeing a lot of is it's very community driven and this is going to be a league to where it starts within the community to build that core and it's going to be very much about not just necessarily what's going on the field but off the field as well and you've been in Richmond for a while so is that something that you also feel that your team is focusing on? Yeah absolutely I think one of the nice things about you know second and third division soccer whether it's here or anywhere else in the world is, is there's an access to the team that you don't really get you know with with first division teams or or you know big five sports I mean you're not going to get to sit and, and talk to Tom Brady you know about how his training go and how can I improve as a player here you know we, we get to touch the fans we get to sign autographs we get to organize events where they actually get to meet and greet and get to know the players you know we have players that coach kids here as well uh, there's a access to the players that that I think is really important just for for the game to grow and and for for the next generation to kind of find an excitement about you know this is a pro sports team these are pro sports players and I actually get to interact and and, and get inspired by them so I think that's one of the best parts about Richmond specifically but but you know, League One, that's what that's what we're trying to develop, the kind of the community of soccer. Yeah, and also, you know, with you being a youth coach for the Kickers, um, and now recently with the Kickers acquiring the Little Kick School program, is, is youth development going to be a very focal point to this Richmond Kickers club? And is this something that we should expect in the future to where, you know, in the years to come, there might be a focus on signing Richmond talent and quote-unquote homegrown players? Yeah, absolutely. Uh <clears throat> I think it's really important to kind of maintain that bond between the youth club and the pro team. Um, and then your hope is you inspire, you know, that next generation. There's there's two players that, that I'm going to try to sign from the academy tier um, that, that I coached when I was with Richmond United. And I think that's, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to develop the next level player. Um, we had a kid come out to our trial 
uh, in January who, who impressed us, and we want to get him out to take a look at him some more. Um, that, that grew up his whole life playing for Richmond Kickers Youth Club. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're trying to find a way where you can bridge and give those kids an opportunity to play, you know, to watch the game in the stand and then one day, you know, kind of keep that dream where you're on the field playing. Um, and that was my dream when I was back in the day before the MLS watching the Colorado Foxes play. Uh, in, in the old A-League, oh man, it'd be great if one day I could play, you know, at that level. And, and I was fortunate enough to, to get that opportunity. So um, if you can maintain that bond with the community and the youth club and give those kids that dream that, hey, here's a path where you can actually play professional soccer. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. And I know you I know looking internally is a great thing to do and produces players, but with being in a new league, has this changed your scouting and finding player approach at all compared to what it did maybe last year and the previous years? Um, well, last year was a little bit difficult because I, I didn't know quite how to change the team in the most appropriate way um, coming in uh, when I did. Um, but no, not really. I mean, I'm trying to put together a team that's going to be competitive and then fits kind of the character that we're trying to put together in, in Richmond. So, um, I mean, we've got some guys I think that we've signed that probably would do well in the championship. Um, and I'm, I'm excited that they believe enough in me and the club that, that they want to come and play here. So, um, you know, that hasn't really changed it. Um, we're just trying to put together, you know, the best team possible. Okay. And what do you think is your ultimate goal for your first year? What do you consider your first year a success, either on or off the field? Uh, you know, there's so many changes that the club is going through. Um, that's a tough question. I think I'm just a naturally competitive guy. So, you know, my, my hope is, my intention is to go and try to win, win the league, you know. Um, that's that's what I have to express to the players and um, of course, I want them to learn and grow as players, and I want to be a good role model for the community and the club and, and help kind of take the club into the future. But kind of in the short term, I mean, we play to win the game, just like Herm Edwards said. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, my, my aim is to win the league, so um, that's, that's what we're trying to do. And I've seen a couple of different approaches from teams, um, you know, and especially with the way the league is set up, right? So you have Texas and Orlando who are pretty much using, you know, this as their academy players to get some experience and some minutes. Do you look at this as a stepping stone to potentially bigger leagues for players that come through here as well? Like, do you see whether it's an academy kid or it's somebody that you've seen in college and you say like, hey, this person should be getting more of a look. I would love for them to play and have this be a opportunity for them to grow and move on to another league. Absolutely. I've been I've been of the, the mindset that get guys that want to come in here. That, that want to be a part of our vision, um, help us be successful on the field and off the field, and then move on and, and make it big at the next level. Because then I think you start to produce, you know, like a like a, a pipeline of players that say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Richmond. I'm only going to be there for a couple of years, but I know I'm going to play. I'm going to play well. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to win. And then I'm going to continue my career. And then maybe that next player says, hey, you know what? They've, they've, they've gotten three, four players in the MLS in the last two years. I want to go and either 
start your career, revive your career, or continue your career with Richmond. And then, and then we're also going to get guys like Scott Thompson and Braden that say, hey, I love Richmond and I want to help continue kind of building the reputation of the club. So we've got several, several strategies to try to become successful. But yeah, absolutely. I, I want guys playing in World Cups, playing in Europe, and, and them you know, coming through the kickers in one way or another. Um, so that's that. It's all about the players and, and making sure that that they're improving, they're enjoying their soccer, they're learning something, they're building new friendships, and then they're moving on and, and continuing a successful career. All right. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you taking your time out today to speak with me. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And no problem. Excited to welcome into the show today, Jeremy Sampson, Vice President and General Manager of Lansing Ignite FC. Jeremy, thanks for joining the show. Absolutely happy to be here, Chris. Hope you're doing well. We are. Hey, I wanted to ask you about your role with Ignite, Vice President, General Manager. I mean, that those are some fancy sounding titles, uh, but... Tell us a little bit about what the day-to-day looks like for you in that role. Yeah, two titles just means it's twice the work, right, when you have, uh, when you have two different titles. Um, I think the cool thing, Chris, is the day-to-day is, is different, um, that there aren't two days that are exactly the same in any way, shape, or form. So, um, and the, the job itself is going to involve, evolve as the years go, go on. Um, in this inaugural season, there's a lot of extra work because – I I was responsible for everything from finding the head coach uh, to helping build the front office staff of 10 people to uh, going out and making sure that we had all player contracts signed, sealed, and delivered and uh, were done uh, to the uh, the letter of the law by the USL and to make sure those things were all buttoned up. So um, it's great because it's been different every day, but there's certainly been, I think, uh, a ton of work on both sides from the front office standpoint. Uh, and the team standpoint to get everything ready for the season. So what is your, what would you say is your excitement level? What kind of things are you looking forward to most being a new team in this new league? Obviously uh, Greenville shares a lot of those, those similar traits, but what, tell me a little bit about how excited you are about the league and what are, what are some of the specific things you think are going to stand out about this being a new league this year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I give you a couple of dates. Just uh, first and foremost is is coming up here uh, on February 18th when our players report. Uh, that is uh, just going to be a very exciting day to have uh, them all here in Lansing and uh, as we begin training on the 19th. So that's number one, first and foremost. And then, of course, uh, the second one is is going to be April 13th when we have our inaugural match here against Richmond. Uh, kicking things off here in Lansing. I, I think we've all been looking forward to that very, very much. Um, and, and just the excitement that's been building in the city and, um, you know, just, uh, I, I think about that opening kickoff, right? And, and all the people with their phones out and, and capturing that moment, right? When professional soccer is kicking off here in the capital city in, in Michigan for the first time ever. So those two are, are things that are really exciting for me as I look at dates and, and things that are coming up in the not too distant future. From the league standpoint, um, it's just been really exciting to be a part of something that's that's brand new, right? Um, and everybody in the league from every front office has been just, just tremendous. 
Um, you know, we all understand that each of our business models might be a little bit different from one another, uh, but at the same time, we all have a lot of commonality in the fact that we all know that if we are successful individually, the league will be successful as a whole, and we all certainly want that to happen. So we're sharing ideas, we're talking to each other, um, and all that collaboration has been really, really exciting. So there's one thing that I wanted to ask you about, because I'm sure you had a big hand in making this happen, and that is this Capital Cup that you announced uh, for the for the next several years with Michigan State right there in Lansing. Talk a little bit about how that came about and ultimately why it's such a good thing for for the Ignite going forward. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for your listeners, we've scheduled this this game that we're calling the Capital Cup with Michigan State. Um, each year we've got a, a three-year contract signed with them, but we certainly anticipate this being a a, a much longer relationship than just three years. But uh, it, it's a bit of a takeoff with the baseball team here in town. Uh, the lug nuts that we share the stadium with as, as they've played uh, Michigan State University's baseball team for the last 12 years and something that they call the Crosstown Showdown. And that event has been very, very well received here in town. Uh, Michigan State is just huge here. And so anytime uh, people have a chance to get behind the Spartans, uh, they will certainly do that. Uh, I've got some personal relationships with Damon Rensing, who's the head coach at, at Michigan State. Uh, his son and my son play together on a, a local youth club, so our relationship goes way back. And when this first, uh, you know, when we first really got this thing off the ground, you know, he was one of my first phone calls to say, "Hey, Damon, how, how can we make this work, right, uh, and get this done?" So uh, that one, uh, I don't want to say it was easy to do, but certainly there were a lot of commonalities there between, you know, both parties. And of course, Michigan State just coming off. Uh, their appearance in the College Cup and, you know, perennially here over the last 10 years, they've been, you know, one of, if not, you know, the, one of the top 10 programs in the country. Uh, so for us to be able to play them and, and, and get that done is, I think, really exciting for both parties. And again, it's, it's an ability here in Lansing to showcase uh, a professional team with also uh, one of the top collegiate teams in the country. So you guys have, as you, as you announce the team, you started to put things together. You obviously, you know, you, you announced the name, the crest. How, what has it been like to see the city, the fandom get excited about this team? And specifically, you guys have a supporters group up there, the assembly line that seems to be pretty active, pretty raucous, ready to support this team. What's it been like for you to watch uh, the excitement grow around this team outside of the front office there, but really out into the community? It's been amazing. Chris, everywhere I go when I'm wearing my scarf or I've got some gear on, um, you know, there's just so many people that stop and say, oh, you're with Ignite. You know, I can't wait for the season to start and come out and check out a few games. It's just overwhelming uh, wherever we go. Um, specifically about the assembly line, um, those guys are unbelievable. I mean, really just uh, what they've done to um, really show their passion for this team and for this city. Uh, has been unparalleled and to watch them grow and uh, watch what they are doing on social media and articles about, you know, players that are coming and coaches so that people get a chance to meet these individuals uh, before they come uh, is, is just tremendous. I mean, we, I can't say enough about what those guys have done thus far and we've had some, some meetings with them kind of leading up to the season about, you know, what their experience is going to look like inside of the stadium and they have some just 
really, really fun and exciting and different ideas. And, um, you know, really we're just here to help support them. Uh, they are, uh, you know, I keep telling people who haven't been to a professional soccer match before and they go, well, you know, what's the big thing that sets this apart? Um, and, and without just focusing on what the play looks like on the field, I always mention the supporters and, and the atmosphere that they bring to the event that's unlike anything else uh, that you go to in another sporting event in this country. So um, watching that kind of build and, and some of the efforts that we've done on the marketing standpoint, whether that's radio advertising or billboards in town or uh, com- radio commercials or what are TV spots, whatever it might be, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch the excitement build. And our goal now is just Chris, to keep that going, right, from now until the beginning of the season. You know, we've got some positive momentum, but how do we keep carrying that through to the start of the season is really what we're focusing on now. So a few weeks back, there was an article on the USL League One site talking about Greenville and South Georgia Tormenta being the, the league's first real big rivalry. And being a Greenville fan, I mean, I, I, I feel flattered by that, but I can't help but think that maybe there's a brewing rivalry up your way between Lansing Ignite and Forward Madison. I would love to just hear you talk about uh, the potential there for some friendly rivalry being uh, regionally next to each other with that team. Yeah, I think that's that's totally possible, right? Um, but when you talk about those rivalries, those are things that can't come from our front office or their front office, um, you know, that's nothing that uh, that can just be made in that way. That's something that really happens on the pitch. Um, it happens between the fans, and you're right, though, with the location of, of, of both of us and, you know, the potential, I think, that we both, you know, uh, are looking forward to as far as the, uh, our teams are concerned. Uh, there is a great potential, I think, there for a, a really good rivalry, and, you um, I would I, I can't wait to find out who our rival is, right? But I, I I can't make that and the other team can't make that. That's really gonna happen uh when the two teams get together and uh like you said though, proximity wise, it certainly makes sense that uh that we might have one uh with Madison. So uh, obviously you guys like every team in the league, you you wanna win a championship, you wanna win a trophy, but outside of wins and losses and results on the pitch. I'm curious to to hear what are your expectations for this first season in a new league with this team? I think really for me it's twofold. So I'll start with um you know one thing is just kind of community support and and from that I'm talking about a uh, number of fans that we have coming to each one of our games. Uh you know, we've got a stated goal of of averaging 4,000 fans a game. Uh, and that's something that we think is, is realistic. Uh, it's going to take some work in order for us to get there. We certainly recognize that. Uh, but, you know, when we look at, at goals that we have set for us for the season, uh, that is certainly one that we've talked about and we've talked about publicly and, and we've talked about here in the front office. Um, the other big thing really for me, Chris, is um, our opportunity to give back to this community. Um, our head coach, Nate Miller, has a really strong belief uh, and, and it's a good thing that he shares with the front office and the fact that, that our players need to be out in the community and giving back. So he's done a great job of putting together um, programming for each player so that they know, hey, every week X amount of my time is going to be spent in the community, and then it's up to us 
to find that programming and get those guys out so that the community gets a chance to meet them. And for me, Chris, that's the biggest thing that, that we need to do once these guys get to town is tell their story, whether that's through the media or whether that's through public appearances, but to have people in this community get to meet our players and get to know them because they're going to be here and they're going to be a part of the community for eight months. And really tying in the players to the community is a huge, huge thing for us. So um, between our, our marketing department and our head coach and our coaching staff and the players, everyone here is dedicated to getting out in the community, uh, giving back, and, uh, again, allowing our community to have a chance to meet our players because, as you know, each soccer player has a very unique journey. Not, no two are the same or even really close to the same. So having them have an opportunity to get a chance to meet our guys, learn about their journeys, and uh, I, I really think that's going to benefit uh, benefits the community and it benefits us. As, as people get a chance to meet our guys, uh, they're certainly going to want to come out and watch them play. Yeah, I think that's so great, and that's that's one of the things that's so special about lower division soccer is is the accessibility there of the players. So I think that's a great answer. Uh, one last question, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go. You're coming to Greenville April sixth. It's going to be the the home opener for the Triumph. I want to know what kind of things you're excited to see as you travel to all these away matches at these nine other cities outside of Lansing. But specifically, what are you most looking forward to there uh, on April 6th as as you open uh, a new a new stadium in a new town with a brand new team with a raucous group of fans ready to, to cheer against Ignite and cheer on the Triumph? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, the first thing about the trip to Greenville on the 6th is uh, April weather here in Michigan could be one of two things. It could be 30 degrees or it could be 80 degrees. So um, more like 30. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting to Greenville and enjoying some really nice weather there um, for that game on the 6th. But, uh, you know, each time you get a chance to visit a new city and see how they do things on a game day, um, again, we've been all been about sharing best practices and things that work. Um, but I'm excited to see what everybody else has to offer from a game day experience standpoint. You know, um, I had a chance to visit um, Nashville and Cincinnati uh, back in August just to kind of look at, at how those two teams do what they do from a game day perspective. And, and Chris, they do it completely differently. You know, Nashville is a little bit more about uh, the party atmosphere and the band box that they have out there uh, in right center field in their baseball stadium. And Cincinnati's all about the soccer. Like, if you're there, there's no frills, no fuss. It is 100% about what's going on on the pitch for 90 minutes. I think when we look at what we want to do here in town, uh, in Lansing, we're going to be a little bit of a mix of both of those. Um, siding more heavily on what's going on on the field, but certainly having some of those things around the game uh, that makes it exciting for fans to come. So I'm real interested to see the approach that all these other clubs are taking toward their game day experience and, and what that looks like. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what Greenville uh, has to, to do. And of course, for it to be their home opener will be add a little extra excitement. Um, and then we're going to have our, our home opener you know, a week later. So getting a chance to see all the pomp and circumstance around that home opener in, in Greenville will be a lot of fun. And, um, you know, Doug and everybody there has, has, 
had nothing but great things to say about Greenville and the great restaurants and, and, and bars that are there. So I'm certainly interested in, in checking those out during the short time that we're there too and going out and having a great meal and, uh, and seeing some of uh, the city as well. Jeremy Sampson, Vice President and General Manager for Lansing at Night. Jeremy, where can folks uh, continue to follow what you guys are doing, either you personally or the team out on social media? No, appreciate it. You know, LansingIgnite.com is our website. Um, at Lansing Ignite on any of our social media is an opportunity for uh, for uh, our fans or anybody else who wants to follow what we're doing. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, that's the place where people can uh, can go check out what we're doing. Great. Thanks again for joining the show. Right, short and sweet, two short, quick interviews with lots of good stuff in it. Those guys are really good at um, highlighting what they want to hear and then getting right on out. Uh, good job to those guys. So thanks for listening, everyone. It is League One Fun, and I do need to say thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We'll be back this week, Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, with a live show. You can stream it on YouTube. On our own YouTube channel, subscribe if you want a notification at uh, usl.com. Just look us up at League One Fun on there on uh, youtube.com. Pardon me. And then, uh, yeah, the USL show, I think we're back Thursday. If not, we're going to be hitting it up pretty regularly following uh, this week. So... Lots more content, going to be more and more regular as the season starts. Hope you guys can log in and enjoy with us. Thanks.